from shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports, so we don't care who knows. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. Reunited and it almost feels so good. Welcome into an Almost Sports Wednesday program, boys and girls. My name's Jason Dick. That's my old buddy sitting across the way from me, C.J. Morgan. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, excited to be back. Happy. Yeah. I, I I was worried Nick's a little too good and a little too yeah, uh, no, knowledgeable no. when it comes to no, sports. No, so no, no. I felt felt I a little threatened. Him, setting him up for all that stuff. Okay, good job. Thanks, T Ball. Thanks to uh, our guy, uh, not the producer, my work wife, Nick Hajde, who uh, f- filled in for a couple of days. I will tell you, uh, for crossover fans who listen to the morning show, you guys already know that uh, it did. Nick and I can only be around each other for a certain so amount much. of hours. And so, yeah, we already had Friday vibes this morning because we were already on our <laughs> we were already on our 20-somethingth hour of doing radio together this week. And so, yeah, it boiled over a little bit. I, I, I can tell. It's also <laughs> uncomfortable when y'all get in, like, little skirmishes with each other because y'all will look at whoever's... And like, if I'm in the room with both of you, like, yeah. one of you will be like, oh, CJ, come on. Like, right, right? And I'm like, I just... It's well, like parents fighting. I just melt away. I'm like, hey, can somebody who's a reasonable person <laughs> intervene here? Nick is flying off the handle because I told him that Travis Kelsey is still a better fantasy tight end than Mark Andrews, and he's about to lose his ass. That's the way he works. That's, that's well, the way I that he works. I agree with you but, there. Nick, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome in, my friends. Uh, 512-834-1027 is the phone number anytime you want to get in here at, or at Almost ESPN Radio. Lots to discuss on the program today. Love is a lie. Giselle Bunchen has hired a div- divorce attorney. Uh, we have a new all-time single-season home run record holder-ish. Ish. You did it, Aaron Judge. AL. Congratulations. Uh, perhaps multiple top ten lists on the program today. Uh, but let's start here. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say a bit of a rude way to start the day or at least start the prep for this show let me tell you about my process, CJ. I go to ESPN.com, our parent company's website. Correct. And I'll uh, oftentimes go to uh, the, the college football tab because that's what the people here care about. And the top story on the uh, NCAA football page for ESPN.com, Texas, Oklahoma, prepare for rare unranked meeting. Whoa, that is a gut punch. Shots fired, man. Yeah. No, not And college game days, not going to be... Yeah. Anywhere near there. Yeah. Where is college game day? Like it, Kansas TCU, right? Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you can discuss you know it. Hey, that's part of your hot take rodeo today. So. Oh, okay. I didn't even. I, uh, no, all right. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, but yeah, that is. I mean, look, you earned it, Kansas. Is it in Lawrence? Is that. Uh, is, is it in. It's got to be, right? I'm not or sure. Is it in Fort Worth? Okay. Either way, it's gonna. Sure everyone's gonna be out. what? You what? earned it, Kansas and TCU. I guess to a certain extent that yeah, they're not going to the Red River Shootout. They're gonna go see five and zero Kansas, uh, Texas and OU unranked for the. Uh, do you know the answer? First time since. Throw out a guess. Last time Texas and OU both unranked. I mean, they probably sucked in like nineteen eighty three, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, okay. So I actually All thought right. I wouldn't have thought of it would have even been that long. Because of how frequently we are unranked, but I was like, "Oh yeah, Oklahoma has been awesome for a long time." Uh, yeah, coming off of the fifty-five to twenty-four beatdown at the ha- hands of those uh, aforementioned TCU Horned Frogs, Oklahoma is unranked. 
Texas is unranked from the extra petty Jason Dick takes school. Oklahoma is still in the others receiving votes category. Texas is not. Texas is not. That's bull ass, man. Oklahoma got two votes or two points. I don't know if that's two people who voted them 25th or one person who voted. I don't know how the math on thing, that thing works. But Texas is a seven-point favorite in this game. They should be. We should, we should be in the others receiving votes category, and they should not. Man, seven-point favorite? I'm scared. You're not feeling the seven-point favorite thing? It's... I've watched this rivalry enough to know that any team can beat any team right. at any moment. We're usually the very ones. cliche. Texas but. is usually the one saying, ah, you don't need them to worry about the point spread. And this game's p- played on pure emotion. You can throw it out. And Texas will do that at yeah. times. But now that we're the favorite, I'm like, eh, uh. we're, we're, we should be the favorite. We should be the. No, it's interesting because both teams effectively don't know who their starting quarterback is. I'm getting uh, getting sort of nostalgic here, CJ. It was the first topic ever discussed on the Almost Sports Radio Show. Who should be the Longhorn starting quarterback? We were debating on August 1st, 2022. Hudson Card. And we still today on Oct- yours. October 5th, uh, 2022, debating who should be the starting quarterback for the Longhorns. Here, let me uh, quickly get your reaction to uh i wasn't trying to hot take rodeo the world but i did say on monday i believe hudson card has earned the right to start for this team until he unearns it i don't care if quinn ewers is healthy i believe that until hudson card played effectively up 300 yards three touchdowns versus west virginia if you watched it it was not as one of those touchdowns went off the hands of a defensive back and xavier worthy made a pretty awesome play on it He's still missing on the deep shots. As a matter of fact, Xavier Worthy might be the best deep ball thrower on the field in that game. <laughs> but, but he has played well enough that I think you you leave him as the starter until he messes it up. Correct. You, oh, do you agree with that? I do. So this is this is where it gets kind of frustrating being pragmatic or dogmatic using emotion in sports uh-huh. because dogmatic because you think um like he's earned it the kid's done well you don't want him to you don't want to pull him out of the game but there's a reason that Quinn Ewers was named starter and is but uh, it's a it's I never it, know what the reason is it, it's a tough uh sure it's that. a tough decision but I agree he he played good against what I thought was going to be a better West Virginia team. He's a good game manager, but do we need someone that has that deep ball that doesn't hold on to it as much? Um, also, is is Quinn a hundred percent? Like that's my whole thing is don't play him until he's a hundred percent. Well, uh, first of all, I heard from a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Ed CJ, Clements. Who? No, as a matter of fact, I I because I I aired this yesterday. And uh, I checked with Ed beforehand. I was like, hey, you think there's any validity to this? And Ed said specifically, that's total bull S. <laughs> but I aired it anyway. Okay. Uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who says that Quinn Ewers was healthy enough to play versus West Virginia, healthy enough to play versus Texas Tech, but his dad won't let him play. His dad is holding him out because he doesn't want his, his million-dollar ticket, his golden NFL ticket to be, to be ruined. Yeah, that sounds... Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know there. Uh, but here, does this does this make sense in the calculus of who should be the starting quarterback? If we were playing, we Texas. If Texas was playing the as advertised preseason, what were they number six, top ten Oklahoma Sooners, the the Oklahoma Sooners of Lincoln Riley and Bob Stoops that we've known of for the last twenty years. If they were playing that team, I would say 
Start Quinn you Ewers. Go with your best quarterback. Well, I would say start Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Ceiling is higher. We need to roll the dice if yeah. we're going to win this game. Sure. When if Oklahoma is just another run of the mill, middle of the road, middle of the pack, why not play in both? Tw- Big Twelve team. I would say play Hudson Card. It's a safe choice. Hudson Card's your starter, and maybe throw Quinn in there for a couple. Sure. Plays. Sure. I'm not. Eh. If you have two quarterbacks, then you have none. Then whatever. I, you know, Sark this week. He's as usual not telling us. Uh, he did say that this is the healthiest they've been at the quarterback position since the start of the season. Whatever that means. Cool. All right. <laughs> Does that mean Quinn Ewers is 100%? What are you telling me? Uh, but he did say this that I thought was very interesting. Uh, quote, my philosophy is pretty simple. Play the guy that I think gives us the best chance to be successful, whether he's the starter, the backup, or the hot hand. Whoever I think is going to give us the best chance to be successful and put us in the position to win the ball game, that's who we'll play. End quote. Which is how I think it should be. All right, that's a, I would love if that's actually true. Play the guy who gives you the best chance to win. But I don't believe you, Steve. I don't. I believe there's all kinds of factors. Okay, yeah. boosters and bags of money, and name, <laughs> image, image, likeness, and uh, they want to see Quinn on the field. Quarterbacks, dads, yeah, and all kinds of other factors. I mean, health, injury, the. Uh, but that's why we were discussing this last week when I was like, play him as soon as he is better than Hudson Card. If he's currently better than Hudson Card, then I'm be ready to to see Quinn Ewers. But if he's if he's still hurt, I mean, he doesn't need to be a hundred percent. But if he's still hurt, um, I mean, I, I just I would play him as soon as he's better than Hudson. But I do believe Hudson Card has played good enough that more, more than there. Yeah, you got to. Um, <laughs> he's going to have to go out there and have one of those disappointing games before I'm like, all right, get back to the bench, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you rap scallion. I knew I, knew I, could, I knew I couldn't trust you. Uh, here, let's uh, let's move into the nonsense port. Are you ready for nonsense portion of the program, CJ? It, that's it, first all of, of all of it. Isn't it? Here, grade this. Grade this hot take. Quinn Ewers. <laughs> Now I don't even feel bad. I've said it like four times in the last day. So uh, uh, is Quinn Ewers the ugliest quarterback in the history of Longhorn football? Nah, man. <laughs> I think I, he's doing it on purpose, though. With the mullet, he's had the mullet thing forever, but he's got this weird-looking beard situation going on. I think that he's he's purposefully making himself look ugly, but I, I uh, say he's not. It's not a good look for you, Quinn. I don't, I don't dig it. It's So the weird beard thing is a bit... The, the either you can grow one or you can't. Like if it's that yeah. scratchy and just kind of patched all over your face, shave it. Uh, early on, like last year when he was the big talk, it was like, oh, that mullet rules. Like it, it was. Yeah. You know how uh, our co-host or our coworker Beto later in the day yeah. has like a very nice. Well groomed mullet. That's exactly what I said yesterday. He had that. He had a mullet that was like, so he's, oh, he's got a hairstyle. Quinn Ewers has changed his mullet game. But now it just looks like he just let it grow and didn't like do anything with it. Yeah, it's it it, it looks it's real problematic in my opinion. Uh, Man, that kid's ugly, but he can toss a hell of a ball. Well, this is what I think. All right, and I I said yesterday, I think that he has he you know athletes they get to a certain level, CJ, where you have to create challenges for yourself. Okay, the 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 opposition they're just not strong enough to stop them stop you on your own. So you you set your own. It, Michael Jordan used to go to the free throw line and close his eyes and shoot free throws with it. It was it became too easy to shoot free throws with his eyes open. Correct. So and now I, Quinn the hot kid on campus yeah. that all the ladies love. I think he's still getting all of that uh, uh, longhorn of uh, 40 acres tail, and he's like, it's too easy for me. I'm going to grow a gross-looking hobo beard. 
Sure. I'm going to see if it see if it still works for me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think. But you know what? You know what? Mm. We talked about this the other day, how professional cornhole players hold a weight in their hand because right. they're used to having a beer. So when you're tossing the bean bag, you have that kind of balance. Maybe his mullet gives him that balance or gives mm. him that thing. He's just used to it when throwing the ball. So he has to have it. He has to have the mullet. He has well. to have it. Hmm. You have to have that beer. It's a it's a bad look for you. Is it a bad look for me calling a nineteen year old ugly? <laughs> Is that? Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to be. Am good. I mad that he has three million dollars and I have an afternoon radio show? I just wonder if uh, someday one of our es if Greeny's driving through Texas on one of his many vacation days that he gets and he tunes into us. And he's like, oh, uh, ESPN Austin, Longhorn yeah. guys, this, uh, I'm going to give him a chance. And then we're just like, this kid's ugly. That's how we're going to go to the next level. He's going to be like, nobody else is doing the ugliest quarterback in school history takes. He's gonna, we're going to be on Get Up the next day, man. There we go. Uh, Oklahoma has a quarterback situation of their own. Their starter, Dylan Gabriel, uh, went out of the TCU game with a concussion. He is currently in the concussion protocol to be determined if he is going to play. Uh, Pitt transfer Davis Bevel is his backup. Do you know who the third-string quarterback at Oklahoma is? Oh, Spencer Rattler's back. No. (laughs) I I learned this yesterday. I did not know that this was a thing. Surely poor research on my part. I should have known. He was the third-string quarterback. I should know that Oklahoma has a player named General Booty. Yeah, man. You start General Booty every day, all day. It doesn't matter. Season's already done. General Booty is like the name of a... He's a creepy old man who makes his own pornography in his basement or something. I'm General Booty. And he sells moonshine? Yeah. Wow. Dude, that rules. Booty. Oh, man. He He also looks like the kind of guy that... Uh, says, we don't like your types in this town. Oh, really? He's, yeah. I haven't look, seen him. I've he, only seen his name. I, not, not a fan of him. Oh, uh, he looks, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's a sheriff in a sundown town. Okay, yeah. Don't get pulled over going through that. Uh-uh, yeah. Not by General Booty. You don't want that at all. Uh, <laughs> some, some, some very um, Smokey and the Bandit vibes right there with him. We need a break. 512-834-1027 is the phone number if you want to get in here. Who should start for the Horns at quarterback Saturday? Red River Shootout versus Oklahoma. Baseball history-ish was made last night Last night here in the great state of Texas, CJ. Absolutely. Just up the road. We'll discuss that on the other side of this break. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. Record-setting night for a New York baseball Yankee at uh, the uh, Rangers ballpark last night. Get to that in just a second. But first, 512-834-1027 is the phone number. It's Eli on ESPN Radio. What's up, Eli? Hey, Jason. Hey, CJ. How are y'all doing today? Good, man. Doing well. Thanks. All right. Uh, I just had a quick question. So I don't know the name of the man who caught Aaron Judge's home run baseball because he's not me and I only care about me. And I wanted to know, I heard that he was offered $2 million for that baseball. No. What was the question? Should he sell it for $2 million? Yes. Yeah, I... I had people who were. I know people who were telling me no. I would never sell that baseball for two million dollars. And I said that's absurd. And so I wanted to know if there was a sports memorabilia that y'all could get that you would say two million is not enough. 
So, like, let's say we grabbed the last one. He's been talking about about the Cowboys, so I don't know if we like him anymore. Like, Troy Aikman's last touchdown pass that he ever threw, football mm. signed by him and the, you know, Dallas Cowboy team. Would you sell that for $2 million? So, th- or my thing is, is it going to appreciate in value? Oh, I don't think this Look at will. A very fiscally responsible investor take on this. Yeah, so I don't think this is going to appreciate in value. Two million buys a lot of nice lap I mean, dances at places I can't afford. <laughs> if this was if this was breaking Barry Bonds' home run record, then that is going to go up in value. But this ball is hot right now, and you got to sell it right now. Uh, yeah, does that sound legit? Corey Humans is the name of the dude. Uh, thank you, Eli, for the phone call, and uh, I'll tell you his name because I don't just only care about myself, Eli. Uh, Corey is the guy who caught the, uh, I, the the ball. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, but um, if that's true, if, if he was offered $2 million last night, you take it immediately because if he hits 63 tonight then that ball, the 62, plummets in value, right? Absolutely. Like, everybody was talking about 61 that went into the Blue Jays' bullpen, and is it worth 100000 150000 And what's his name, Crab Daddy or whatever <laughs> caught uh, it? What? No, Joe, Joe Lasagna. <laughs> okay. Lasa- Frankie Lasagna, yeah. something like yeah. No, I mean, it was a, a Blue Jays player who got it. And they just gave it back to the Yankees, and I'm like, you no, know, not like, even a player. Oh. Player makes money. It was like a bullpen coach, bullpen coach. Matt Bushman. He's a former player. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, they just gave it back to the Yankees. Um, yeah, you, you say if somebody offers you two million, first of all, my answer, Eli, there is effectively nothing in my life that I wouldn't sell for two million dollars. My correct, my soul. Any members of my family. I mean, depending on... A lung? Knock my mom off the list and make me an offer on any of my other family members. Like, mid-six figures, we can can make a deal. You don't like your other family members. You like your mom. Um, But, yes, I mean, if that is true, I mean, absolutely horrific financial strategy from this guy because... Uh, the ball, if he hits 63 tonight, then the, it drops immediately. The, immediately, that ball is, is worth less. Uh, but, here, so, so again, I, if it's the record-breaking ball, if it, if it beats Barry Bonds, that one itself, even the one after it, say there's 73, then 74, 75 isn't worth as much as 74. Am I getting the number right here? Uh, but Well, the, the record is currently 73. So, so. number 74 is going to be one you hold on to because that is going to go up in value no matter what. 75, 76, 77 doesn't matter. No, I disagree. But I think the, the, you think the you whatever think the, the record ball is, is going to be more than the one the that breaks it? That is the most valuable one. Okay. Yeah. Which... First of all, I guess yeah. That all makes of sense. these things are are made up hypotheticals because ain't nobody hitting seventy home runs in a season ever again. Okay, he was a you cheater, Barry first. Bonds, and I, honestly, I'm going to crap on Aaron Judge's record here in a second. But it is pretty amazing that somebody you know finally did it, finally hit sixty home runs again. Uh, to your question, Eli, you said what 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 would would it be? We did this last week, right? What piece of game used memorabilia would you want? And I was very envious of Nick drafted the. Golf club that Tiger Woods' wife <laughs> chased him down the driveway. Bashed with. out the. You know what? I just thought of one that I'm now I'm mad that I, I didn't have it last week. I want the ball that Tony Romo fumbled the snap with in that playoff game versus the Seahawks. Remember that? Yeah. When he was the quarterback and the holder, and it was the beginning of people just busting on Tony Romo, underrating Tony Romo for no reason. I want that ball 
so that Tony and I can laugh about it. Because he would just, just laugh times. about it, you know? He ain't, he ain't all caught up He's about a golfer, that. too. You're a golfer. Yeah, that, exactly. That's a good chance for you two to become Me, friends. Tony, playing Colonial. We're just out there laughing about it. You remember that time you dropped that ball? Whatever. <laughs> Look at us. Hey, by the way, I got we're, it. We're over. <laughs> and, then his, and then his eyes just turn dark, and like yeah. he pulls out the Tiger Woods <laughs> wife club. Uh, okay, let's let's zoom out here for a second. Yes, uh, last night it was the uh, the nightcap of a doubleheader: Yankees and your Texas Rangers playing at whatever the name of the new ballpark is that's across the street from what used to be called the ballpark in Globe Life Field. When Aaron Judge made history, push the button. High fly ball. Case closed. <laughs> History has been made, says Michael K. These guys need to really take listen to Vin Scully a little more and Lay be out. like, shut up. Yeah, like let, let the sound and then just say three profound words. I don't really know. Uh, I'm not. I don't listen to a lot of Yes Network Yankees broadcasts, but yeah, uh, lay, lay out. But also, this record needs explaining because. Aaron Judge is not the single-season home run champion. As a matter of fact, there's a whole handful of guys now who have hit 62 home runs in a season, but he is the first American leaguer to do it, which is, that's not how you keep records, okay? It's stupid. There's not, you know what, Uh, CJ, congratulations to your guy. Dirk Nowitzki is the NBA's all-time leading scorer, Southwest Division. Hey, thank you. (laughs) I'll take it. That's what you can it's do. It's not a stack. Yeah, okay? yeah, I it's know. not a thing. It's not a record. It's not. Uh, but a uh, random sidebar here. If you had to guess the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia and what it is, what would you think? Just off the top oh, of your head. You might well, know this too. It's, it's, is, is it one of those Honus Wagner cards? Like there's a certain. Is it a card? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess the T206 Honus Wagner baseball card. Mickey Mantle, and again, this is according to InsideTheGames.biz, so this website might not be legit, but uh, Mickey, Mantle's, uh, Mickey Mantle baseball card at $12.6 million. <laughs> $12 million. And you what know, is wrong with you? You know how easily that stuff gets ruined? <laughs> I guess you can insure it though. Well, and but. that's the thing is like I and, and the the Honus Wagner one that I'm talking about is pretty famous in that there's only there were only ever like 50 of them in the world and the best conditioned one has still been beat to hell. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks terrible. But yeah, once you spend millions on it, you put it in some sort of vacuum locked <laughs> vault 4 inch by 4. Like what do you do with it? What uh, do you do if you buy a 12 million dollar baseball card? You don't just Set it on the you know the 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 the, the hutch in your foyer, like somebody's going to steal it. You right? pour you enamel to, over it and make put, it into a <laughs> you know you set your drinks on you, it. You, little you put it. It's got to be in a the safety deposit. Uh, Honus Wagner seven point two five million. Oh, okay, yeah. so this is all recently too. I think it was. All of the billionaires got bored during the pandemic. And started trading baseball cards <laughs> so, like yeah. they were kids. It's like, normally I would be throwing badass yacht parties, but I'm not allowed to leave the house, so let's just buy up a bunch of baseball cards. How, how, how much do you think the most expensive Pog and Slammer is? <laughs> just trying to think of something a, more out oh, of age. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was like, is somebody tracking this? 
Did you did, did you do Pogs? Oh yeah, I did Pogs for a yeah. hot minute. Did you? Yeah, we're, we're around the same age. It's a fourth thing, fourth grade ish, third yeah. grade, I guess, something like. That. What is the what was the deal? Like you take two Pogs. No, you have a stack, and then you take your slammer and you throw them, and uh-huh. whatever flips, you get a keep, and I then get you have take a little flipper. Yeah, you some take- of my buddies Pogs. Correct. Let's bring back Pogs. I got some in the 101X studio. <laughs> really? My friend. Yeah. I went home for uh, Christmas one year and I found my Pogs. Is there Pog strategy? Like, I mean, obviously there's a technique to throwing the slammer, if you yeah. will. <laughs> but but you, you have to... <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Almost sports talking. You, the you, only sports show you'll hear about Pogs. Pog strategy? You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't put... You're good, but like if you don't want to lose a, a good pog, so you wouldn't put it out. Do you get to get? Do you get to choose which pog you ante for this into the stack? I mean, that might does... be the thing you negotiate. You have a pog I want, right? I have a pog you want. High stakes pog. High stakes pogging. That's there we go. <laughs> we'll have to. You know what? I'm I'm truly motivated to let's look into this. Uh, okay, let's hear Aaron Judge. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, they lost three two to the Rangers. Go Rangers! You, you did it. Uh, Aaron Judge, after uh, hitting 62, says, quote, it's a big relief. I think that everyone can sit back, sit back down in their seats and just watch the ball game, you know? Uh, it was, I don't know if you saw the video of it. I believe that's Roger Maris's family who yeah. they cut to when he's rounding the bases, which they've been traveling with him all this. I don't get it. I don't either. Like, I get it if they're at Yankee Stadium, but why? Also, like, if you're Roger Maris, is it his son, his grandson? I don't know who that is. I guess Roger Maris was 20-something in 61, so would it be his? Whatever. Aren't you rooting against him? You should be rooting for Aaron Judge to strike out. They were all hugging and celebrating. Is it because they get to go home now? <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they've been held captive yeah, by the Yankees organization. Like, I don't want to go to Texas. I'm an old man. Don't make me go to Texas. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're, they've been traveling with him. That's I, I, I don't get him. Hey, the saga's over. They're not going to cut into any more of our Longhorn games. Yeah. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. What do you think? It's sports, uh, almost sports. Jason, CJ, back after this. Hold on. The almost sports show on one zero two seven ESPN. It's Jason Dick, CJ Morgan, uh, and you're invited to join the party as well. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number, or at almost ESPN Radio on Twitter. Okay, here I have the uh, Corey Humans is the man who was sitting in section thirty one. Left field, Globe Life Field last night uh, when uh, Aaron Judge hit the historic 60-second home run of the season. As much as I was knocking him, and I said that that's not the record, the single-season record is 73 hit by Barry Bonds. I am, I am amazed. Like After we found out all those dudes did steroids, everybody was cheating, I was like, nobody's ever going to hit 60 again. Like, I don't know what was going on back in the Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle days, back in the Babe Ruth days, but clearly it was a different time and you could hit home runs at a greater rate than you can today. Injecting him with pure amphetamine and whatever. Yeah, maybe that's the answer. Uh, So Aaron Judge, even if you don't hit another one, 62 is pretty good. It's pretty Damn impressive! All right, I I salute you. It was Aaron fun. It, it this home run watch is is fun. I, I, I can't even remember the closest. I guess uh, Pete Alonso hit fifty three in twenty nineteen. Trying to find if there's anyone. I mean, the fifties has been kind of where we've been yeah. lurking around for quite a while. You know, baseball is a numbers game, CJ. Oh, fifty nine in uh, twenty seventeen. No, really. From, uh, 
from Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, yeah, a fellow Yankee. So he had 59. He was right there about to hit 60. Must yeah, have. I, did, I don't even remember that. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I Tuo Tungavalua. <laughs> oh, no. Am I, am I closer no. than I used to be? I've, I've missed your pronunciations. Tua I've missed your pronunciations. Thank you, CJ. Okay. We, got, we had a real Tua fight yesterday. It's not, I feel, Uh-oh. Look, the Dolphins are just virtue signaling now by sitting Tua down this week. I'm not saying that he should play. Maybe he should never play football again, but you just ruled him out on Tuesday. Why? What if the, the doctors clear him? All right? Then go. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to have a whole Tua thing. I want to have a whole baseball thing. Uh, Corey Eumanns, the guy who was sitting in the front row of Section 31, apparently caught the ball on the fly. Good job. Did you see somebody (laughs) – they said – it was reported that somebody fell. A fan jumped from the left field stands down into the – I don't know, what the underbelly of the stadium there because he thought that it was going to land short. He's clearly trying to get the ball. And they say he fell. Did you fall? He, He jumped down there. Uh, but apparently, my guy Corey, with a uh, nice hands, buddy, uh, caught it. No on, glove on the fly. I don't know. It does not say here. Uh, but I'm gonna guess no glove because ask what he was going to do with it. He said, "Quote, good question. I haven't thought about it." End quote. <laughs> yeah, no, you know exactly what you're you doing. You haven't with it. thought about it. And yeah, according to our caller, Eli says that he was offered two million dollars and turned it down. I haven't seen that yet necessarily. Uh, Corey, interestingly. He is from Dallas. He works in the financial world. So maybe he's filthy rich enough that he doesn't Already. have to worry about it. But if you are in the financial world, then you should know, as CJ and I were just saying, this ball has the potential to plummet in value if Aaron Judge hits another home run tonight. Yeah, so he's going to sell it. He There's video of him leaving the stadium or at least walking <laughs> in the bowels on his way out, hopefully uh, to sell it right away. Uh, yeah, accompanied by security. Uh, they took him to get the ball authenticated. I guess that's that's an important thing. Um, you know, he's he's married to a Cowboys sideline reporter. That's interesting as well. Some guys small, have all the luck. Some a small world. Yeah, uh, it was the. <laughs> come on, Rangers. Uh, he was among the thirty-eight thousand eight hundred and thirty-two who were at the game. The largest cl- uh, crowd to watch a baseball game at Globe Life Field in the park's history. Because, <laughs> yeah, the Rangers now it's, <laughs> haven't been good in a hot minute, It's man. only been open for three years, and one of those was a COVID year. There were no fans there. But really, you guys are showing up the last week of the season to catch the, the, the I guess, you know, what? you, you want to see Tickets his, are five bucks, right? Like be it's, made. It's yeah, super cheap to can. go to a baseball game when probably can they're get, that bad. Get, get in for next to nothing, right? Good. Good, good job, Rangers fans. Uh, here, while we're uh, living in baseball town, did your your Braves did it somehow? What's going on here, man? Uh, another classic Mets collapse. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, with another co-host and another show, uh, we were making a bet, and I let this person choose this specific bet, and mm-hmm. he took the Braves. And I was like, ah, that's that's BS. And I was right. like, I don't know. I don't think the Mets are going to. So Matt Bearden gets to put a taser on your b-hole now or what? <laughs> Pretty much. That's, <laughs> that's shock jock radio, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he took the Braves. And I was like, I don't know, man. Mets, Mets I don't think they're going to collapse. And the Braves swept them. So it's bittersweet. I'm happy they yeah. won well, and beat the Marlins last night. So they've won the NL East once again. Congratulations to you because, I mean, the Braves, it's been a while since they won anything, right? Long time. Yeah, last, I, I think they were called, the Milwaukee Braves with Hank Aaron, 
the last time they had any sort of glory. Mm-hmm. What's that? Hang on. They're telling me my, the Braves are the reigning World Series champion? Oh, breaking news. No, that can't be. Wow. The Braves won the World Series a year ago? I feel like I should know that, being such oh. a big fan. Who did they play? They played my Houston Astros in the World Series last year? Wow. Why didn't we watch this together? I know, I know baseball. Make any bets. Tell me, how did you become a Braves fan? Why are you a Braves fan? Superstation. Oh, right. TBS. Yeah, that's why everyone that lived in whatever I mean, that's... podunk city that didn't have any sports teams is a Braves or Cubs fan. Uh, White Sox, too, because of the uh, the old Superstation. That's why I'm kind of a Cubs fan for WGN reasons. Yeah. Because, yeah, you could watch the Cubs during the daytime. But that yeah, turned summers. into a, a whole massive deal where people like the baseball commissioners, a one-time baseball uh, – or not the, the owners, a one-time baseball commissioner, the FCC, like everyone was against it and hated it because other markets started wanting to do these kind of superstation team-ups mm-hmm. with, uh, with, with you know, different sports franchises, and they – they nixed it because again, why would they hate it? I don't understand. Why would they not like it? Because if you're the if you're just the pirates, then if, it sucks. If you're the Baltimore, yeah, the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles, yeah, or the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you have people in your market that are they, essentially Braves fans, and it also became TV rights because uh, around the '90s, the rights to show games were being sold to like. CBS, ABC, and NBC, but then you could also watch it on uh, on the superstations. Plus, they had hmm. blackout things to where if you're not showing up to a Pirates game, they don't show it in the market, and just a whole big thing. They were jealous. That's what it is. They're jelly, as we learned from okay. one of our PSAs we hear. <laughs> I don't hear them anymore. Does one of them say jelly? Brad's buzzed. Oh. I'm jelly. Dad, you're the goat. <laughs> One of the, we got new ones, guys. You guys like the new? Exactly. PSAs? Hey, it's better than commercials, kind of right? Hey, you know what we can say? Kind of, it's kind of the same. We're we're the only commercial-free sports radio <laughs> no, show no, in no, Austin. No, no, no. Not free. All right, just light. Okay, <laughs> commercial light. <laughs> My man Scott Elder would object vigorously to saying what commercial-free. I don't think so. Speaking of uh, being financially prudent. Because you and I play so many public service announcements, mm-hmm. we should be able to take a tax write-off <laughs> at the end of the year because you and I are do- literally doing a public service announcement. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Brad's buzz, call a ride home. Right. This like is we're one, saving people from drunk even driving. We're one of the most food rich countries in the world. We throw it away. There's still some fat kids out there who are exactly. hungry. Like, I want some more, man. I know a lady that has to... What happens in that P- I should really listen to the PSA so I know the... I should know what's happening there. I have to drink water so my kids can eat. <laughs> and She has to drink only water. Only, I mean, everybody so, should drink yeah. water and stay That's hydrated, true. but no. It's, okay. It's That's almost sports. It's been our review of <laughs> the PSA content on this program. Now, I'm the, the, that was a good idea, but now I'm zooming out. Is this entire radio station just a write-off, a tax write-off? for our bosses? And the, oh, son of a... 
man. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's get back on here, track let's here. let's dump all that. Uh, CJ Morgan top 10 list is coming up on the other side of this break. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. It's the Almost Sports program on a, what is, it, is today Wednesday? Oh, I got I to gotta fire myself up for some hot take rodeos, right? I thought you were about to say for pickleball. I might be. Oh, man. You're always CJ, fired up for pickleball. You will not believe what I did last night, buddy. You will not. I was, You crushed one of those grannies? We, we were down, uh, me and Nick Hajda, we were down Two nine, we were down four ten. You played eleven in pickleball, must win by two. Okay. Down two nine you at one your point. Rally caps inside yeah, yeah. out. Down four ten and rallied to a thirteen twelve victory. Nice. I, I left Austin Tennis Center undefeated last night. Now I was only playing against my friends. I have you know what? In the spirit of accountability, trying to pick up my game uh, against open competition, I'm keeping track of my record now. So far in October, it's only what October fifth. I'm two and eleven. <laughs> teams, okay. Teams that I was on have won two pickleball games and lost eleven. So if you see you guys see me out there tonight in the pickleball pickup streets, you're gonna want to be on the other team. Very much so. I don't have it. I don't know if it's just the when I go with my friends who I consider not open competition. They're just terrible. Or you're like more relaxed. Uh, yeah. See, I would like to say I'm. I have greater motivation to beat my friends, oh. but Nick did point out that he thinks that it's I, I when I'm playing against other people, I get uh, nervous, insecure, nervous, sure. start to panic, I get the pickleball yips. Um, don't say it. Don't say the yips. Don't is that you how know. you is that how you catch the yips? You're not, you can't yeah, address don't, the yips. Don't say it. Okay, I won't. I won't say it. All right, that's uh, all of the pickleball content for today. Uh, Still to come on the program, let's see here. Love is a lie. Giselle has hired a uh, divorce attorney. What does this mean for Tom? What's his next step? I think I know. (laughs) It's it's basketball season. I tell you what, if you thought General Booty was a good name, wait until you fear. (laughs) You know about this? Yes. Wait until you hear. That's a hot take rodeo, too. (laughs) Steve, you fat (laughs) hoe. That's (laughs) a real basketball player. Uh, sorry, I'm stepping on all the hot take rodeo stuff. That's all coming up afternoon, but we do it every day here. A C.J. Morgan top 10 list. What's the top 10 for today, my man? If there is one thing that is on par with almost sports, uh, it would probably be Barstool Sports. Uh, they do a series of videos and memes and goofy stuff yeah. like that. And uh, I happened to screenshot the very end of a uh, list they were doing of the top 10 quarter bowl. Uh, quarter bowls? <laughs> Jesus, dude. That's fine. It's, it's, it's the same words and things. And- uh, the top 10 quarterbacks in college football in the last 20 years. Uh, and I got to say, they got it wrong. I, 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 I disagree with the order of this list. So here we go. The Hang top on. 10. Top 10 quarterbacks in college football. College football. The last 20 years. Uh, okay. And I'm going to make a case for why they got something very, very, very uh, wrong. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna real quick write mine. Yeah, jot yours down. I, I'm not gonna do a full ten, but I want to have at least have a little bit, me, and then I, add, the, so the, this is the top three, right? Here's here. what we'll do: we'll, we'll read through the list, and then we'll go over and kind of uh, okay, like discuss that. and like debate. Yeah, um, yeah. So really quick, here's the list: number ten, Robert Griffin the third. Hmm. Number nine, Matt Leinart. Number eight, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Number seven, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Number six, Jameis Winston. Number five, Vince Young. 
What? Number what? Hey, just wait. What? That, that, the- this is why I brought this in today. Oh, no. This is exactly why I brought this in. Number four, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a purpose for this. All right. Why I brought this in. Number three, Tim Tebow. And again, this is the uh, top 10 quarterbacks in college football the last 20 years, according to the Barstool College Football Show. Number three, Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Number two, Joe Burrow. Mm. And number one, which I might agree with, Cam Newton. Okay. Cam Newton. Here's where I have a big problem. Yeah. Vince Young should be at least number two, if not number one. I would, yeah. Because it took Vince Young for that Texas football team and their bumbling ass trash ass Greg Davis oh my god you're still bubble screen still, still mad at Greg Davis weird huh? play. Texas with Matt Brown should have had at least two or three college football championships and I'm gonna say possibly even in the Chris Sims years it could have yeah. happened yeah but instead it took the greatest quarterback legs and his weird throwing in Vince <laughs> it took Vince Young calling the plays Granted, they had an incredible offensive line, defensive line. They had an incredibly they, very talented team. But yes, very talented the team. Years on both that sides. they won, went undefeated, won the national championship. But, they were basically like, "Hey, snap the ball to Vince and let yes, him do whatever he wants." For a decade, they had a very talented team in every single position and didn't get it done. But mm-hmm. it took Vince Young for that to happen, which is why I would put him one or two. I mean, look, I, I only wrote down three names. I wrote down Vince Young, Tim Tebow, Cam Newton. Uh, and I would I, I agree with I Tim Tebow. I would mostly be in – I would be fine with any order on that. Although, I definitely don't have Cam Newton number one. I mean, Vince or, T, uh, Vince or Tebow would be number one to me. There's no way. Get at us, Aggies. Let's go. All right? Like, ain't no well, There's no Aggie out here to come and defend This Johnny is also Manziel. dumb because – Johnny Manziel didn't win a championship. He didn't. Did they even win the the, SEC? No. 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 Probably not. No. I can't say for sure. Uh, But uh, yeah, there is no. Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy and had one magical season with the Aggies. I'm. This is perhaps just my Longhorn bias talking, but I'm going to tell you that Vince Young's fifth best game was better than Johnny Manziel's best game. Correct. And he he has. There's a championship. There's no way that Johnny Manziel was a better college quarterback than Vince Young. Also, do, do you I know? I refuse to have these arguments. Do you have your own steakhouse, Johnny Manziel? Boom. I don't lawyered. think so. Uh, also, who did Vince Young beat in the national championship? Uh, number nine, Matt Leinert? Yeah, Matt Leinert. <laughs> and Reggie who, Bush. Who, and Lindell White. Uh, they... Vince Young beat a team that was at that time called the best team in college football yeah. history ever. And no like, one else on this list beat someone. Kind of single-handedly beat them. Like yes. just like the running and throwing the like he was like it's it was one well, eleven for the defense had that incredible Vince stop. There, Young, but Vince Young played middle linebacker in that game, CJ. They put him in. <laughs> Dude, that's some middle school football stuff. I hated that when there was a kid like Vince Young that played, like, all sides of the ball. And you also, like, you would kick off to him and try to kick it through the end zone, and he would just, like, reach back and snag it. And you're like, yeah, all right, cool. Look, that's what I said of of Vince Young. And the reason that he didn't work out in the NFL uh, was because his game was, uh, I mean, it was strictly based on athleticism. Like I'm he, faster, I yeah. hit harder, I run. And, yeah. yeah, every athlete 
gets knows the time when they got to a certain level and all of a sudden they couldn't just run around or over every other player on the field. Yeah. And for Vince Young is when he got to the National Football because League. Because you had defensive yeah. ends that could right. not as fast as you, but could put it themselves for me, in a position and ha- an angle. It happened when I got to sixth grade, the CD folks lizards. I was like, oh no, there's athletes all over the field. Uh, but I tell you what, Berkman Elementary School, CJ, it was me monster. and Buzzy Earl, the end, okay? The, the top athletes at all of <laughs> Berkman Elementary School. Uh, but no, yeah, the, the Vince Young, his entire, uh, you know, I can't even imagine what it was like for him in playing Texas high school football. But yeah, playing college football at the highest level, Vince Young was still like, uh, I'm bigger, stronger, and faster than you. So that's how Texas won was his senior year. Yeah. They, they, they did just kind of be like, okay, snap it to Vince Young, zone read. RPO, you just want to go, Vince? Do whatever you want, man. Uh, and they won the national championship. And there's, there's there are no players way. on this list that didn't even win their. Tebow uh, won two national championships. Now one of them was a Chris Leak title. Chris Leak, but, but he he made big plays in that. And he's an All American type of kid, and everybody loves Tim T. If you want to make him number one, okay, I'll, I'll okay, sure. But Vince Young, yeah, I'm going to say at worst he's two. I think he he was better than than Cam Newton. Look, Cam Newton was almost suspended for the national championship game that he played in because his, his dad got paid, right? Something like that. We never paid any players here at Texas. Vince we, Young just we, got a steakhouse, and that was he never did. That was afterwards. <laughs> I believe before the fact checkers call us. Uh, he he never was an owner of the steakhouse. I think he just licensed his name and yeah. gets paid. Look, I hope you're good, Vince. I understand there were some financial difficulties somewhere along the Come way. Come hang with us sometime. Yeah, you got fired from your no-show job at the University of Texas. They hired you back, right? Is he working again? I hope things are good. But, yeah, I mean, Cam being number one is ridiculous. And Yeah, just- Cam beat a Pac-12 team, Pac-10. What I don't know yeah, what they are. They beat a Mariota, okay, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, not. Uh, but, yeah, Manziel being ahead of Vince Young, this is. You know what? We're giving those barstool fools what they want right now, okay? This is what clickbait is. They're, it's, they're it's, just you like, fight about it. You, you have to make one absolute terrible, indefensible error, and then everybody, if the list was perfect, we wouldn't even bring it up, right? Nope, not at all. You got me. You got me, bar- barstool. You guys hiring? What's going on over there? I'm a, little, I'm a little worried about the way things are working around here. No, I'm just kidding. Everything's fine. We're doing good. Yeah. Could somebody return our truck? Oh, yeah, someone stole. A truck. Someone stole the truck out of yeah, the parking truck. lot. The radio. Also, like if you're gonna steal something, like don't steal from a radio station. Like, yeah, we ain't got we ain't got nothing good around it, here, man. Exactly. Like, what are you gonna do with it? It's gonna break down, yeah. and you're just gonna be screwed. Plus, that truck was our backup plan for like the, the we were gonna take the catalytic catalytic converter out of there and put it on the tra- tower and the transmitter, and now we. Now we got no backup plan, guys. Just running up. Okay, you guys don't need to know all about our insider drama. Uh, speaking of drama, let's talk about Tom Brady and his his family situation. It ain't good. It's not great uh, for my guy. That's coming up in just a moment. Almost Sports, Jason, CJ, back after this.